What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, The Bird Show. All right, so what do you have going on in your life right now that you would like to share with The Bird Show? Go ahead and hit us up at thebirdshow.com. He wants to leave something to his mistress in his will. Does he need to give his wife a heads up? Hey, Bird Show. Please keep me anonymous. I'm hoping there's another lawyer out there who's been in a similar situation who could offer some guidance. I recently passed the bar and my family is ecstatic to have a lawyer in the family. I'm an estate planning lawyer and my uncle reached out to me because he wanted to make an adjustment to his will. He's a 60 year old man who has been married for 30 years and has two grown children. He and my aunt both earn ample incomes and are very comfortable financially. I didn't think anything of it when he came to my office and thought this would be a clean cut. Turns out for almost a decade, he's been having an affair. His mistress is an artist in her 40s. According to him, he's not her sugar daddy. He's never given her more than a few gifts or paid for meals and hotel bills. My uncle is dealing with some health issues and wanted to make a provision to his will. That provision is adding his mistress. The sum would make little difference to his family, but would make a big difference for her. He says he loves his wife and wants to handle this discreetly. He doesn't want this bombshell dropping after he passes. From a lawyer standpoint, I'm not quite sure how to handle this. And from a niece standpoint, I hate that I'm now aware of this information. Dude, I bet. Wow. What a bad uncle. (laughs) I I don't even know where to start with something like this. Uh, Yeah. I mean, well, I guess if there's any lawyers that have been asked this question, like somebody has a will and they come to you and they have to make a provision because they want to put a a mistress in there, 1-855-BIRCHOW, 855-237-8746. We're never going to find anybody. That's going to say that. Mm. Sure we will. Where there's a will, there's a way. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. She walked right into that, that one. funny. <laughs> Bam. one 855 I, I, I enjoyed that. Thank you. <laughs> this man is so dumb. She says in here that he wants to handle this discreetly. Yeah. Emphasis on discreetly. You know how you handle things discreetly? You don't go to a family member who's conveniently a lawyer to handle this. You go to some rando. You obviously have the funds to be able to pay for any lawyer that you want. Yeah. I don't know what he expected in this situation. I think it's stupid. Yeah, if I'm her, I'm definitely mad at my uncle. One, for bringing me into this. I don't even want to know this information. Right? And two, I just passed the bar, fam. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you gotta relax. <laughs> I would, and I would... I would tell him, I can't stop you. Do what you're gonna do, but it will not be me. I won't be the person to handle this. Oh, all. so you would just decline the, the, the whole thing? Completely. Not me. I'm getting my check, but... I still think it's crazy. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. It's so crazy. I mean, who would ever even think about it? 
I think about putting their mistress yes, in their will. Right. I guarantee you there is somebody out there who has had mistresses uh-huh. in their will. I would think so. I can't find anybody yet. I'm sure that's way more common than you think. Or maybe it's somebody in the will. It's just a name and you don't know it's the mistress. Probably. But you, after some digging, I'm sure you would figure out like what what kind of agreement there was there. And at that or point, what kind of relationship. Too, at that point, it's too late anyway. Yeah, can't, you can't be married at a ghost. Yeah, I mean, uh, mad at a ghost. Oh, but you can. Yeah, yes, you can. <laughs> I got one coming in. Let's see if we can get it on hold. Okay. I feel like mistress is only the kind of word that rich people use. You know what I mean? Like anybody else, you're just you're just having it. Yeah, you're just a side chick. I feel like when you get to a certain tax bracket, you become a mistress. It does seem like that. The phones are ringing, uh, but they keep dropping. Yes, they do. Your mom's volunteer organization made an accidental R rated request. Oh, it was an accidental. Oh, it was. It was very much on purpose. My mom thought it was accidental. So for context, my mom was a stay-at-home mom growing up and she never went back into the workforce because we were lucky enough that my dad's income supported, um, you know, their life. And so when I left for college and when I went and when I grew up and, you know, my mom had really nothing to do because um, she had no children to raise anymore. She was like, how am I going to spend my days? How am I going to fill my time? Well, my mom is a very generous giving type of person and was like, I want to do some volunteer work. So she is a volunteer at this organization that helps out elderly people. She runs errands for them. I think at one point she even had to like literally wipe somebody's butt. It's a very intimate experience, but um, she didn't think it was going to get this intimate at a certain point when she got a grocery list. Very normal, very typical. She goes out and goes grocery shopping for this woman. I won't say her name. Um, we'll call her Sarah. She goes grocery shopping for Sarah. No, her name's Ethel. She's Ethel. elderly. Ethel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ethel. She goes grocery shopping for Ethel all the time. She normally gets her some chicken nuggets. She yes. normally gets her her shampoo and her body wash and just all the typical self-care things. It's a very sweet thing to do. Very sweet thing to do. And normally that's it. Sometimes she'll go through the drive-thru and get her some McDonald's. She loves fast food. <laughs> and so she gets this grocery list one day and she's reading down the list and all the typical things are there. Nuggets, shampoo, conditioner, yada, yada, yada. And then at the very bottom of the list, it says personal massager, but the more blunt way of saying it. Okay. Come on, Ethel. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom's like, she's trying to, Mo. She's trying to. (laughs) My mom looks at this list and, and just to paint the picture of my mom, I grew up in a very conservative Christian household. Like we did not talk about anything remotely along these lines. So the fact that my mom got this list, I can just picture her face being like, ah. So she calls up Ethel and is like, hey, girlfriend, um, saw that you wanted me to go to Publix and get you a personal massager. I don't really think they sell those there. And Ethel goes, well, I really need it because I use this personal massager to work out the kinks in my neck. And my mom's like, yeah, sure, Ethel. Sure. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And and my mom's like, Ethel, I'm not getting this for you. And she goes, seriously, Carrie, like, you're getting me my personal massager. So my mom goes to Publix. She gets the nuggets, the shampoo, the conditioner, all of that. That is wild to have it on your grocery list right next to the popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Make sure it's 2% milk, not whole. (laughs) And get me that battery-operated boyfriend while you're at it. Make sure it's seven inches. (laughs) 
I can get a little graphic. So my mom has to now scour her suburban neighborhood. She goes to all the Publixes to see if this personal massager is, you know, in aisle eight, aisle nine. Obviously, it's not at the grocery store. No, so, of course not. So then she's like, you know what? I'm going to try CVS. So she goes to CVS and she scours all the aisles. She does not see any personal massagers. And my poor mom had to go up to an attendant. I can only imagine how embarrassed she was. Because like I said, we don't. my family, we don't have these conversations. They are not nearly as blunt and um, open as I am. And my mom goes up to the attendant and is like, hey, where can I find a personal massager? And they were like, well, we don't sell them here. And she goes, okay, well, here's what Ethel needs it for. She says she wants something to be able to work out the kinks in her neck. And they're like, well, we have a personal massager, but it's not necessarily something you would want to use in the downstairs muscles, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so <laughs> he takes her to like the medical equipment aisle, you know, where they have like bandages and, you know, Advil, things that athletes need. And then Ethel, and she ended up having to get her one of those, um, what, what are the, you know, it's like a... It's like, yeah. like it's the like thermogun. The, it's, yeah. the, it's like the thermogun where it's Whoa. like do 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 do. You can't use that down there. No, nah. <laughs> that's gonna bruise. I, you can't use it on an old person. A thermogun like that'll break bones if you got osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. Well, mm. we don't know she has that. But. <laughs> She's old. She probably has. It. Listen, <laughs> Ethel still apparently has got it yeah. somehow. So my mom gets the the puncher gun that is supposed to specifically <laughs> work on, oh my on muscles, <laughs> and she goes back to the retirement home or wherever Ethel lives, and she rolls up. She's got all the things that she's asked for on the grocery list, the shampoo, conditioner, chicken nuggets, you know, all that. <laughs> and then she pulls out the Thermagon or whatever it's called. And Ethel just looks at it and goes, Oh, thanks, Carrie. Mm, <laughs> like very clearly disappointed. Uh -huh. It wasn't what she wanted. Uh -huh. So I think Ethel had a little bit of a white lie trying to get my mom to get her a personal <laughs> massager and just wouldn't straight up tell her what she really needed it for. Instead of like running around to five different stores, did it ever occur to your mom to show Ethel how Amazon works? Um, I, That is one of the complaints my mom has with this organization and what she's been doing. She feels like sometimes she has to do more than... Mm. Uh, she needs to. Well, what we can do is we will purchase one, uh, you know, because we are, we, I like to think we use our voices for good and we try to, you know, <laughs> instill good in the community and help out. We will purchase one of these items off Amazon for Ethel. Oh, right. Perfect. Yeah, Plus, now we can write it off if we put a virtual logo on. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> hey. The Bird Show. Can your sexual and physical attraction grow if you don't feel it immediately when you're starting to date somebody? I think this is going to be a gender line thing here. But if you want to get in on this one eight five five Bird Show, I'm asking because one of my dudes out in California has just started to like take a friendship that they had to another level, right? Um, he and she have known each other. I'm not even exactly sure how many months. I think they started out as coworkers and they started hanging out and having beers and stuff like that. They had a lot of common. He was never physically like really attracted to her, but man, they just started like hitting it off and they're watching football games together and he's starting to feel it, right? So one thing leads to another after one of these football games and they go and they take it to the next level. I won't get into that because we have kids that are listening right now. And he kind of walks away from it going... Not really what I thought that was going to be. You know what? I'm not really totally and completely feeling that. But she checks all the other boxes. So he is wondering, like, if I just stick this out, can it grow 
if I keep doing it. <laughs> if I just keep trying. Will I finally like it? Will I finally like it? <laughs> like, so physically and emotionally. Hey, I ate yogurt long enough that I finally started liking it. They're the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. But can it be said, like, because our DNAs and our wiring is different, men and women, that it's a more common story for a woman to say, no, I wasn't really attracted to the dude at first, but he grew on me. He's funny. Uh, and for whatever reason, he just, you know what? I found him more attractive and the physical part of it just wasn't as important. Whereas with guys, it's just kind of the other way around. Well, Abby has brought this to the table before. And we've talked about how men put women in boxes as soon as they meet them. And mm -hmm. you can't get out of the box. I know this guy seems it's like rare. a complete, this guy seems like a complete unicorn with, for the fact that mm -hmm. she has gotten out of the friend box mm -hmm. and into a very different box. <laughs> I, so, I so is he. I wonder. <laughs> I had to. And that's why I put it out there. I wonder almost if it has less to do with her physical appearance because it sounds like he is attracted to her on some level. The emotional has started to kind of outweigh the actual physical. And I wonder if maybe she's just bad at it. one 855 Don't you? Uh, yeah, okay. I, I feel I, like it's, I it's definitely more rare for men for that to ever happen. But if, if that's the only issue, is that that part of it, then... I feel like it is possible. Like it can, mm. the chemistry can get better between two people with more practice, I believe. Mm. I mean, the first time I met my now husband, um, I mean, he was cute, but I wasn't like swooning over him. Like I, he, he, it took two weeks after we met for the first time for him to reach out. And he was so witty in his email that mm -mm, I was bored. So I said, yeah, I'll go on a date with you. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing, nothing. else on my yeah. agenda. So, I mean, sure. It's a free dinner at Dudley's, which was like the nicest restaurant in our town. And I'm like, okay. Personality-wise, did he like? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But as far as like, you know, if you're talking about like, you know, sexual attraction and that physical attraction upon, you know, upon first meeting each other, I mean, it, that if I'm being perfectly honest and I've said it before, it wasn't there mm -hmm. in that initial, initial meetup. But, uh, for what I think for women, it does grow. You know, I can't speak for men because, you know, I don't have those parts, but <laughs> I remember when Abby brought that to the table before, it's like, cause you guys are so visual. Mm -hmm. It's like either it's there or it's not, there's mm. no growing to it. Yeah, And I also said to him, like, maybe this was just my attitude on it is like the first time that, um, you take it to the next level. The The bar for me was always set like really low. It's awkward unless you're nice, nice and buzzed and stuff like that. Um, it's awkward. And the first one it is never the one that you're going to go like, it's always going to be like this. Mm -hmm. Right? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, it can get better for sure. Cass? I think for me, the same thing. Every person that I've ever been attracted to, it never started off with an over the head, like, oh my God, you're the hottest person I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Including my husband, who, same like, as Kristen talks about Bart, he was cute. I thought he was attractive, but it wasn't like, oh my God, like in the movies, we must kiss against the wall. <laughs> that always came later and it was always personality first, but I think it depends on the person. I think some people have that gear where they really need to like get to know you first and kind of like, like you on an emotional level to grow that other part and other people do not. So it really depends what kind of person your friend is. It's really a beautiful part of women, but let me ask Mo. Um, Mo, have you ever been in a relationship with a woman that initially you weren't attracted to physically at all, but it ended up in a nice physical relationship? Honestly, yes. It, one time. It was only one time, and it was the most healthy relationship I've ever had. Really? It really was. And Where's she now? 
I don't know. The only reason it ended was because it was in college, and we both went to two different states, and it, it just didn't work out. But she was by far the most healthy relationship I ever had because it wasn't based on me being attracted to her like that in the beginning. It just kind of formed <laughs> from a friendship. So we're learning the healthiest relationships are the ones where you're not initially attracted to somebody? Yeah, yeah. and I never did it again. Hey, the Burt Show. Oh, they make it look so easy on the news, right? Reading off the teleprompter, you would almost think the news anchors were just doing it off the top of their head. It's much more difficult than that. It's a piece of cake. We've done this. uh, We did this, excuse me, a long time ago, um, but we haven't done it since Abby has joined the show. So we're going to do the teleprompter challenge again. So our producer, Katie, has a computer with our scripts that we have written for each other. So Abby's going to go first. She is reading a script that she has yet to have seen, mm-hmm. and it was written by the one and only Burt Weiss. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm nervous. All right, so there is an actual website where you just put your text in, and it will teleprompt, correctly. Yep. Uh, and Katie, you're the one that is using the arrow button, mm-hmm. okay? So, yeah, we have all written these for each other, and you were stuck with mine, okay? And mm-hmm. you have not seen it yet, so you are now on the set, and you are the news anchor getting this news. Okay, I'm ready. Whoa, stop what you're doing. Breaking news now on The Bird Show. In an unexpected turn of events, researchers at the University of Florida have discovered a secret ingredient behind their notorious Gatorade. Apparently, it's a blend of frustration. Can we restart? I feel like that's really fast. Well, yeah, you're going super fast. Because the, they keep... It's, <laughs> we, we, it's moving. It, 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 I was trying to read it because it kept disappearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, and I was like, I'm trying to catch up. Like can, some, we, can we get a redo? Someone put some cocaine in the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll read it. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's. Let's slow her down. Slow her when, down. I, when, I, when I get past the first line, then press play. All right, All right Tommy, you, you want to hit it again? Okay. Take two. <laughs> Whoa, stop what you're doing. <laughs> Breaking news now on The Bird Show. In an unexpected turn of events, researchers at the University of Florida have discovered the secret ingredient behind their notorious Gatorade. Apparently, it's a blend of frustration and confusion. Students report that attending classes feels like navigating a swamp with professors allegedly speaking in an ancient language known as complexity. In a recent study, it was found that the campus squirrels are more organized than some lecture schedules. In other news, the university's official mascot, the perpetually lost freshman, has won a nationwide competition for their impeccable ability to find every wrong classroom. Stay tuned for more updates as students debate whether their campus is secretly a training ground for a reality show titled The Lost in Academia. The good news is that the floor, it's running out. The campus is undefeated. And, <laughs> we still need to slow it down. Slow it down. Katie, you can, you can stop it by dragging it, I think. Yeah, that was way too that, fast. The, 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 moving, by the I'm way, you. you crushed it with all those you complex did. words. It's our teleprompter um, producer. That, just, or is it Tommy? <laughs> the last two lines were my favorite. Can we at least get to those? Mm-hmm. It Rewind. It like she had less cocaine. That wait, time. wait, stop. Okay. The good, after, after I finish football. Okay. The good news is that the Florida Gators football team is still undefeated, keeping enthusiasm high on campus. Oh, wait, this just in breaking news. You have lost to Kentucky this weekend. <laughs> Stop breaking news. We know it very well. It was breaking when I wrote it. Yeah. So thank you for being our teleprompter guinea pig, Abby. But good job with your big word. Yeah. She reads. Yeah, that thing was going way too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's dial that. Let's dial that. Speaking of which, do you guys listen to podcasts at all on like one and a half or two? Yeah, I do. You yeah. do? Okay. It's the only way I listen to them. People really? talk too slowly for me. I'm like, let's go, let's go. I'm the same way now. <laughs> 
All right, so Mo, I didn't use big complex words. I went a different route. Okay. Um, I'm not any less scared. <laughs> we ready? Ready. Whoa, stop what you're doing. Breaking news now on The Bird Show. Good morning, I'm Risa Keynes, and this is your morning report. <laughs> I woke up with a tummy ache and spent approximately 30 minutes on the toilet. When I finally stood up, I discovered both my legs were asleep, and I immediately <laughs> fell down. Because I'm an introvert and I live alone. I laid there by myself with no one to assist me and contemplated all of my life choices. Once I regained feeling in my legs, I got up and pulled up my underwear and pants. <laughs> Thankfully, I wiped sitting down so no poo was transferred to my clothing. It's going super slow. <laughs> I'm Reese Kings for WWWQ. Back to you, Bert. <laughs> Was it speeding up and then slowing down? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I had to wait for it on mine. Tommy, are you messing with him, or is that really the, the timing of it? No, Katie's controlling it. Okay, yeah, this is all Katie. This Tommy just, okay. like, gave her the computer. Well done. Yeah, nice job, Reese Kings. Well played. Reese Kings. <laughs> Okay, had I known the context of this challenge, I think I would have written my script a little bit more different. Yeah? I, it's still, like, quirky and fun, but I see where we're going with this. <laughs> oh, we can do it again. We can we can do a redo. All right, so the computer okay. is now Who in front of Kristen. I wrote this one. That's, that's why I gave okay. the disclaimer. <clears throat> okay. Teleprompter on. Ready, Kristen? Yep. Whoa, stop what you're doing. Breaking news now on The Bird Show. And thank you for joining K-Slut's 6 o'clock news. I'm Kristen Klingshern. Our top story tonight, a rat that seduced her way out of a L'Oreal makeup warehouse. Our sources from The Onion say officials have released a warning that the six-inch-long provocatively done-up rodent escaped the facility at approximately 8 p.m. last night. The rodent was last seen wearing a testing formulation of L'Oreal's 191664 Rosewine Lip Shade when she, quote, dropped it low in front of an unsuspecting guard. The victim says he was distracted by her perfect pouty mouth and was bewitched into unlocking its cage and letting her escape. The L'Oreal CEO says the production of this product must be stopped immediately until the company determines how the rat was able to not only stun over a dozen officers with her craveable come-hither look. The CEO emphasized, we will not allow a lip color this sultry, this durable, this dangerous to be sold. In the meantime, The Onion is reporting that residents are encouraged to take extra precautions while out at night as the rat's no-smeared lip color stays flawless for up to 12 hours. Well done. Well done. Marius. And that thing is hauling ass. Yeah, it was. All right, so for Bert, let it literally get down to like three quarters and then start the teleprompter. So it's, it's not going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> Did you write this one? Yeah. Okay, I'll put it right here. Oh, hmm. Nice job, by the way, Abby. That's All what right. I do. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, stop what you're doing. Breaking news now on The Bird Show. A grisly scene in the rural area of Aquaboke, New York over the weekend after a man came face to face with a human gentleness. <laughs> At first, the man thought it was a nabutica sausage, but turns out it was actually a hubuka <laughs> Easy mistake to make when it's clearly apparent seeing prehistoric animals from the late Cretaceous of Makachan, <laughs> western Mexico. The man was quickly rushed to the nearest doctor, which happened to be an olive. Oh, no, no. The man of French descent spoke very little English and in an ignominious moment could only yell at the doctors in French, Jean, a turc par un gros assure, j'ai besoin d'aller immédiat. The abjurist thought it was a super, I can't, I've lost it. It's, 
<laughs> Something about ibuprofen at the very end. <laughs> very well done. Uh, Are these real words? Are these real words? Yes. Damn. Everyone was a real Damn. word. Damn. My San Diego State education has never seen any of that. That is for sure. It is tougher than it looks. Yes, it is. It is. Much tougher. However, your French, impeccable, sir. Very, very good. I should have chosen another language. That was impressive. I think we got to try it again when we know that the teleprompter is working at the right angle uh-huh. and the right speed. Yes. That is difficult. It, it is very. So I think we should give more mad props to our local news uh, news anchors. got to get Blake on here to do it again. Oh, yeah. end up in Nashville. That would be great. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is The Bird Show. All right, you guys are going to have to explain this one to me because I really don't understand how women's parts work. So how can a woman get pregnant twice in the same week? Twice in the same week? So my guess is, and I am not a doctor, um, my guess is sometimes two eggs can release at the same time. And maybe one sperm got to one egg and another sperm got to a different egg. Happened this past week to a woman in Pittsburgh. A superfertation pregnancy is when you get pregnant while you're already pregnant. We were planning for a baby and I got pregnant. So I found that I was pregnant and I figured, you know, I can't get pregnant again. It's, you know, it's fine if we are continue to be careless. And a week later, I went to the ER because I was in so much pain. I thought I was having a miscarriage. But come to find out, I was in so much pain because my uterus was growing so fast because there was two more babies. The pregnancy is was very good. The babies are very healthy, even still to this day. So she's having triplets. <laughs> triplets now. So, so she, she ended up having triplets because she actually got pregnant twice in one week, and it's called superfetation. Superfetation. Damn. You go from zero to three yeah. in one week. <laughs> Life just changed quick. When I was younger, I wanted to have twins. I thought it was going to be so cool. And like, you know, they, they have, there's like the old wives tale that if it runs in your family, genetic, blah, blah, blah. Some people say that's true. Some people say it's not. And we do have twins in our family. And then my brother had twins. And then after that, I did not want to have twins. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> I mean, man. like, and after having one, people with multiples, I bow down to you because having not one, but two or three kids yeah. going through the infant stage, like, all at the same time, then going through the toddler stage all at the same time, Lord have mercy. Doesn't that sound glorious to you? Yeah, one and done to me, honestly, sounds great. <laughs> you get pregnant with kids and then you just have your, your maybe your, your boy child and your girl child. Or if you wanted two girls, you just get it all knocked out in one pregnancy. Bounce out after that. <laughs> all right, so let's get some um, answers from over the weekend because we had suggested just go on over to the house if you think your former neighbor has stolen your dog. Even if it was a year later, that that dog would still respond to its name. And that's how you would know, maybe. All right, so Meredith hit us up. She sent us an email, and she was struggling because she had lost her dog. A year ago, she got the most adorable little black lab puppy who she adored and loved. And the little girl next door also had an affinity for the puppy. Apparently, she used to come over and play with him, Max, almost every single day. 
So she had been working from home um, and she would let the dog go in and out of the house into the backyard. And one day she went out to the backyard to look for Max and he wasn't there. And somebody had opened the gate to her yard. The gate was open. She searched high and low for this dog and could not find him. Well, these neighbors at the same time ended up moving and she saw them post a story on Instagram and in the background of the video saw a dog that looked just like her Max. It was a black lab about the same size he would be now a year later. And she fir- she firmly believes this family moved, stole her dog because their daughter enjoyed playing with him so much and took him as their own. So we discussed this last week, and I was like, go to that house, uh-huh. knock on that door, be like, come here, Max. And if he comes to you, you have concrete proof then. The video is not your concrete proof. Um, and this is also, I think, a PSA for everybody to get their dog chipped. That way, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, the, that's <clears throat> the easy telltale sign because they literally have a serial number in their body proving that they, are, they, they belong to you. So did she do it or not? Abby's got the email. So I couldn't get the courage to knock on their door. It's not like they live just around the corner anymore. They moved about an hour away, which made it kind of nerve wracking to just knock on their door because it would seem really weird for me to just pop in. We weren't that close when they lived next to me. So there'd be no reason for me to drive an hour and knock on the door unless I was prepared to accuse them of stealing Max. I wasn't sure I was ready for confrontation that could make me look psycho if I was wrong because I had thrown out that Maybe this little girl loved mm-hmm. that black puppy so, you know, black, black lab puppy so much that when they moved, they got her one to help ease with the transition of moving. Instead, I started texting with the wife. I began some small talk, like asking how things have been for them. Then I kind of fibbed and made up a story in order to see if I could get info or catch her in a lie. First, I told her that she may not be aware, but Max went missing about a year ago. She said she had heard that and she was so sorry. Then I mentioned that I had seen a black lab in the background of her husband's Instagram stories and was hoping she would tell me where they got their lab. I pretended I was looking for a reputable place to adopt a lab and was seeking recommendations. Here's where it gets weird. She was quick to respond to all the previous texts until I asked for that specific question about where they got the dog. Then she went silent for like 10 or 15 minutes. When she finally replied, she told me that it wasn't their dog. They were just dog sitting for someone. But the way she said it, it felt like she was lying. So I followed up and asked if she mind if I contacted the person they were dog sitting for to find out where they got the dog. She said she'd ask them and get back to me. The next day, I asked her if she got any info. She told me she asked her friend and was told that it was a gift from an ex and that person doesn't know where it came from. Sounds suspicious. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like I'm stuck. Even if I were to travel that hour to their new house and knock on the door, I'm not sure if Max would remember me. It's been a whole year and he was just a puppy back then. Plus, I never got Max microchipped before he got lost. I had planned I had planned to, but I never got the chance. So I can't use that as proof. I'm not sure if there's anything else I can do at this point. Meredith. I don't know that there's anything she can do at this point. I'd still go. I still go to the house. Like you have to go with your gut. And your gut is telling you something is off. Yeah, because you, you probably have to go because you'll never be able to live with yourself if you I don't wouldn't. do everything possible. There's a good chance, though, you go there, dog, like, comes to you no matter what you call it. It yeah. doesn't much matter. There's just a new person there. But legally, I don't think you can do anything at this point except try to clear your conscience. Because it's not microchip. He's not microchipped. But I would still go to the house because... <sighs> 
And I, I know like it might seem fruitless because you go and the dog does recognize you and what are you going to do? You're going to steal their right, dogs? Right, You know what we don't talk about enough or maybe even ever at all on this show? What? Have we ever talked to anybody, any listener that is completely, totally happy and satisfied being single? Yes. We have? I think a long time ago. I don't recall who this unicorn is. Mm -hmm. But um, I was talking to somebody the other day that is in a relationship and is really nervous to get out of it, right? And we were trying to get like down to the bottom line and why are you, why are you so scared to take off? And I think most people are scared because they fear that they're going to be lonely, how they're going to fill the time, right? So, and we talk about breaking up on this show so much that I was curious if we could get a call or two from somebody going, you know what? I've been single my entire life. Or I've dabbled in relationships. And to be honest with you, there's nothing to fear. I am way happier alone than I am in a relationship. one 855 Uh, Yeah, and this was like forever ago. And I may be misremembering or just conjuring up something in my head. Who knows? Um, But she was a woman and she was older. And she was perfectly content and happy being single and had no desire to be in a relationship whatsoever. One of my best friends, Amy. We all know Amy, mm-hmm. my business manager, best friend. She's like a sister to me. Uh, been single most of her life and is just so incredibly <laughs> happy being single. And I think most people can't even really embrace that thought that they're, you have to go through life with somebody. You're going to grow old, right? Mm-hmm. No. I, I feel like I was like that for a while. I have a friend that's like that too. But I've I've said before that I mean I've been happy in relationships. But if I'm being honest with myself, I was definitely the happier times of my life were when I was single mm-hmm. for sure. Really? Yeah. I'm getting to the point where the thought of being in a relationship is so foreign to me that I don't even really miss having somebody around. To me, I think the people that struggle with being single are the people who have never experienced it really in their adult life. Like the people who got in their first relationship at 16 and then broke up and then didn't didn't have a good time with that adjustment period because I do think that's the hard part um, about it is like when you go from having someone to not having someone, you feel that loss. But when you go a long enough time without it, you realize you're much more capable than you think that you are. Good morning, Bert Show. Who is this? Nicole. Hey, Nicole. All right. You've been single your whole life or recently, but you definitely endorse the single life. Recently, it's been two years now. I had a traumatic accident happen two years, and the guy I was talking to said that the accident wouldn't change anything, and he ended up ghosting me two weeks later. So <laughs> I've been single since then, and honestly, it's been the most life-changing thing. I've never been happier. Is that right? Good for you. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. What is it that you enjoy most about being single? Um, I think mostly just I don't really have to, not necessarily answer to anybody, but I can just kind of, do what I want to at my own pace. I don't really have to be anywhere at a certain time, not rushed places. Just it's very easygoing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that fear of just being alone, uh, I think for most keep them in those relationships though, because they don't have that experience of mm-hmm. like being able to pivot. You don't have to like debate with anybody, but just the thought of being lonely is so scary to people that they'll stay in that relationship. What's on the other side of fear? Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Hey, Allison, good morning. You're on the bird show. Hi. Hi. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, I um, am 35 and have been single pretty much my entire life. I've dabbled here and there, and it's just headache after headache. <laughs> <laughs> um, and have honestly really just recently found comfort and being okay by myself. Um, it was kind of a revelation within the last two years, and I've, 
I'm I'm complete. I feel I feel very happy and fulfilled. As you should. And do you ever find yourself though around your friends, and do they try to convince you otherwise? No, I've always had really great friends who actually just never even really found their person until after college. Like no one who like found love young or anything like that. And they are, sometimes they look at me and they're like, wow, you live like a nice life because they have kids now and everything. (laughs) 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 Like the cool aunt. And I also take care of my mom. She had a huge stroke during COVID. And so I feel like my hands are full in a way, but Mm -hmm. I found purpose in giving back to my mom, giving back to my family and being okay with that. Yeah, Kristen raises a really interesting angle because there's so much pressure because people assume that you can't possibly know full happiness if you're not with somebody. So people are constantly trying to set you up when you may not even want it. Most like living that life. (laughs) So annoying. (laughs) Lived it for quite some time. Amber, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You are so happy being single. It is possible to be happy and single. So I'm actually calling um, for my mom. So my mom is actually 53, and she has been single most of my life, and she is perfectly content. She's been married twice. Um, Her second marriage did not turn out great. Um, It was actually very traumatic. So she has been single the rest of my entire life. And she is actually fixing the clothes on her first house. Good for her. So she mm. is perfectly content. Well, excellent. Thank she you. She never wants to be married or with anybody else ever again. I bet. She's just tired. Tired, <laughs> tired, tired. So it is possible. This is The Bird Show. I think it's so commonplace for us now that we don't even really embrace the miracle of technology that we deal with every single day. I mean... I'm a lot older than Abby, so I was around before cell phones were a thing, right? And before computers were as advanced as they are now. And the access we have that Mm -hmm. we take for granted every day, like what's in the palm of your hand, how we can stay connected and get information. It's really pretty much a miracle, right? And it's advancing at such an incredible rate. So when this one came out this morning, I thought, okay, here's the next evolution. But is this one safe? Because Amazon now is experimenting with drones that are going to drop off your prescription drugs right to your house. We're excited to announce that customers who signed up for Prime Air are going to be able to get prescription medication delivered to their doorstep in under 60 minutes. That means getting as close as possible to our customers, to our patients, as fast as possible. The second you understand that something might be happening with a patient, that they may be experiencing a medical condition, you want to get them the care they need as quickly as possible. It really is unparalleled in the experience for getting prescription medication. Uh, my peanut butter got delivered to my neighbor. Um, right. Are we sure my Lexapro is going to get delivered to me? <laughs> That's the thing right there. Like if somebody knows, I mean, it's already hard to get Adderall in this country. Right? <laughs> they know you got a prescription for Adderall and it's dropping out of the sky at noon on Wednesday. <laughs> Guess where they're going to be. <laughs> exactly I mean, right. I'm, I'm not mad at it. That way CVS can stop sending me those text messages like, come pick up your drugs now. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like with anything, there's going to be like hiccups, if you want to call it that. For sure. The people who need them drugs not getting them drugs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So she's been dating this guy for a couple of weeks now, but there's he's doing one thing that kind of makes her think like, maybe I should just ditch this guy. Should she ditch her date? I need some perspective on a dating situation that has me concerned, specifically because of things I've heard Bert say about weekends being prime real estate in the dating world. People often reserve Friday or Saturday nights for special dates. So here's the deal. I've been dating this guy for over three weeks now. 
We've gone out five times. We've never gone out once on a weekend night. Every time he's asked me out, it's been for a weekday evening. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that schedules can be busy and it's not always possible to meet on weekends. But when I mentioned my availability for a Saturday night, he said he was busy without offering an alternative. Yeah, because he's hanging out with his family. So here, yeah. or his girlfriend, <laughs> or his wife, friends, second side piece or third side piece. So many things. So here are my questions for you all. How long do you think it typically takes in a new relationship before someone starts prioritizing weekend dates? Is there a standard time frame for this? <clears throat> Should I be concerned that we haven't had a weekend date yet after three weeks of dating? Does this signal something about his level of interest? I really like spending time with him and I don't want to put unnecessary pressure on the relationship. However, if he doesn't consider me <laughs> worthy of prime real estate after three weeks, will he ever? Nicole. So the next time he asks her out and it's a weekday, you're busy. You're only free Friday or Saturday. And see how long that goes. And I think that's your telltale answer. Um, well, let's see. Mo, is, does that rule still apply here? Like the midweek date is not the valuable real estate. That's not boardwalk or park place in the <laughs> dating world. That's more like Baltic or Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely think it does. I mean, this could, this could go either way because I've done this. Um, where if you got a busy schedule and you just work a lot during the week, sometime for a date with someone that's new that you're not exactly sure about yet, it's just easier to fill it in your schedule as you're already on the move throughout the week. And then when the weekend comes, sometimes you just really want to use that time to be with family or you just want to relax. So you might wake up on a Saturday and you were looking forward to the date, but now you're like, I just really want to rest. So I did not plan weekend dates for maybe the first three. Once you start going on the fifth, sixth date, mm -hmm. I feel like she has a reason to feel away. Like they're yeah. three weeks in now. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. Yeah, so when I was single, that I was much more calculated than Mo was letting on here. Um, it's it was all about time. Like we had just met each other. I don't that weekend real estate really is important for me to hang out with my dudes. And at that point, I was drinking a lot and hanging out a lot. So. I'll make it even worse. This is the worst real estate ever is your midweek lunch date is you're just kicking tires at that point. You're like, it's got a set time that you've got to be there and be out. It's an hour. Then you got to get back to work, you know, plenty in an hour. And for me, it was always, if this hour went well, then we got a weekend ahead of us. Oh my gosh. Cassie, the, the same thing happens in the mommy world with play dates. Really? Yes. Yeah. So, like, if I really like you and your kid, I'll give you a Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> really? But if, like, you know, we're we're just whatever, I'll give you a Wednesday or Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Really? Mm -hmm. And it, you always have that out, too. Like, I can meet for, we can do lunch or a coffee. Like, there's always a set out in case it sucks and you can bounce. But, yeah, because so, like, I'm hanging out. Like, we have, Cassie and I have a play date this Sunday because <laughs> I like her. I like her kids. And they get along really well with Jimmy. So, of course, she's going to get, like, prime weekend real estate. Yep. Huh. Yep. And it's a long one, too. It's yeah. like all morning and lunch. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I will say this about guys, though, right? Uh, and they're telling you everything that you need to know. If a guy is really excited about you, once that first date is over, if he's excited, he's going to want to lock down the second one quickly, I would think. And if that's the weekend, then that's the weekend. I agree. And then, I mean, five dates in, you like the person. I, I would imagine. Yes. You're not just on a fifth date with somebody you kind of wish-washy about. So the weekend thing should be over by this point. Ditch your date. Uh... Ditch. 
date, but only go on a date if it's on the weekend. Yeah, you propose the weekend if he has something going on. And the fact that he's not telling you why after five dates. Yeah, he's just busy. That speaks volumes right there. Absolutely date. Men are just not that calculated. You don't think so? No, if there's one thing I've learned from dating unseasoned white boys, Saturdays are for the boys. And I think okay. he just doesn't have an open slot. All right. You gotta get some seasoning in your life immediately. <laughs> this is The Bird Show. There are bucket list items, and apparently there are anti-bucket list items. Mm. So anti-bucket list items are items that you never want to do again or never want to do in the first place. And this is where we first heard about anti-bucket list. Oh, yes, because this is an anti-bucket list. Stuff that you don't ever want to do. You again. never want no. to do it again. I would be happy if I never saw another opera again. Okay. What would be on your anti-bucket uh, list? I never want to milk a cow again. <laughs> My grandfather was a farmer in Shropshire, and he once ah. showed me how you milk a cow by hand, and it okay. kills your hands, and you walk around like that for hours afterwards. Never right. again. All right, so Bert tasked all of us to come up with our anti-bucket list. Uh, these could be things <clears throat> we never want to do again or things that we don't want to do, period. Um, and I'm going to kick it off. And this is basically, um, tell me you're in radio without telling me you're in radio. <laughs> <laughs> this was a really, 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 really easy list for me to put together. So number one, squirt lemon juice in my eye. Number two, the cinnamon challenge, because I inhaled it and got sent to the hospital. Number three, get duct taped to a pole holding up a sign that says honk if you have herpes too. Oh. <laughs> um, Jello wrestling with rugby players from New York. That uh, actually sounds very fun. Oh, it is, so the Jello wasn't solid, it was liquid. So we were just Jello wrestling in like jello soup it was so gross oh, were they female rugby players yes oh that's not yeah, my, yeah. that's that if that's your idea of fun that's great that wasn't my idea it, of fun it, it wasn't not a travis kelsey looking man coming and throwing you around in a good way <laughs> that's what i thought was gonna happen i was like sign me up this put that what, on my bucket list spring break daytona um and we all myself and three friends did jello wrestling and it was the stupidest thing ever did you get really bruised from it too or something i had the whole hand her whole hamper it was on my arm oh, from where wow. she grabbed me and like flipped me over and like like literally just I was a rag doll. Wow. A rag she doll. Take that, it easy on you. No. She did that to you. Imagine her boyfriend. <sighs> Good luck to them. Um, <laughs> number one on the list is pose nude for an art class. I will never, ever, ever. You did that? Yeah, lost a bet on the show. Did you feel awkward or did you feel empowered? Awkward. Hated every second of it. We'll never, ever, 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 ever do it again. Okay. Which is why it's on my anti-bucket list. Okay. Do not recommend. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend. <laughs> um, and then last one, date. <laughs> I would hope not. I am a happily married woman right now, and I hope that's the way it remains because listening to you guys, that is the last thing I want to do. Oh, God, mm -hmm. it's miserable. All right, so Mo, it. your anti-bucket list, sir. Okay, I um I think I'm done with the nudist colonies. Yep. I don't I don't want to be naked in public anymore. You went to a nudist colony? Yeah, I lost a bet also right here on the Bird Show. <laughs> yeah, remind me to never make a bet with y'all. <laughs> don't. Uh, you, no. you thought wearing a diaper was bad? <laughs> <laughs> Funny you'd bring that up, KK. I don't. <laughs> we should revisit our worst bet payoffs for Abby so she knows the trauma uh, that she missed. Oh, okay, for sure. At we'll, some point, we'll, we'll we'll do we'll do a grand list of all of our bet payoffs over the years. I'm so glad. This is 2023. You should be. Oh, yeah. Y'all got to be afraid of HR. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have one now. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I'm done with the diapers. Uh, I don't want to go camping again. Mm. I went camping once. I did not enjoy that. 
uh, I don't want to be pregnant or wear heels anymore. God, <laughs> God bless the ladies. That was tough. <laughs> I don't want to climb any mountains. That's never been my thing. Um, I have been crapped on by a bird before. I, oh, me too. You not too? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's not fun. Surprisingly solid. Yeah, I love how they're like, it's good luck because it's such a crappy experience. Uh-huh. Like, you're like, we need to say something to make this better. And I was eating pizza at the time. Oh. And he got my pizza no. too. No. Me Do you think it was pizza. ranch? <laughs> No. Was it New York pizza? Yes, it was. Oh, that no. makes it even worse. Yep. So, yeah, that's I a, took that one was bite. Pigeon poo right there. Yeah. I'm having pigeon pizza. Uh-uh. Uh, drive anywhere that's more than two hours long. No more road trips for me. <laughs> oh, okay. And Fair. swim with sharks. Did it once, never want to do it again. All right. Oh, yeah, that's a solid that. anti-bucket list. Thank you. All right, Abby? Oh, mine are surprisingly serious. Um, (laughs) But we start out light. So the first one is I never want to eat an oyster again. The texture is so like, it's literally like you're eating snot, except people are expecting you to enjoy it. They're Mm -hmm. like, aren't these delicious? And I'm like, you're psychotic. Uh, I don't want to do anything thrill seekerish. Like I don't want to bungee jump. I ain't going skydiving. Just once. No, I ain't going swimming with sharks. I like being alive for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me on a bad day. Maybe I'll be into it. Um, number three, I don't want to go on another date that I'm not excited about. I feel like I've mm. followed the advice of everyone being like, you know, give them a chance. Maybe blah, blah, blah. I'm so sick of going out with people that I'm not yeah. into. Um, and maybe I'll get to a point where I'll, I will be open-minded again, but I want to be a closed-minded AF for the next couple of years and just go out with people that I'm really excited about. I which, like that. which is why we didn't pursue anybody in the matchmaking um, segment because I just, if you're not feeling it, then don't force it. Exactly. Um, I never want to experience unrequited love again. I wouldn't say like I was ever in love with someone, but I definitely feel like I've had a series of people where I've been really into them and they have not been into me. And that is just sad and pathetic. So I never want to do that again. And I also never want to lose another friend to pride. I never want to put my pride above my friendships. And um, I always want to be the first to apologize and the first to make amends. So you went pride, we went nudity. Yeah, right. I did did less bets than y'all. So I had to fill the spaces. All right, Cassie, your anti-bucket list. We got a couple of commonalities, right? Or I do with you guys. So skydiving, thrill-seeking, cage diving with great whites. Absolutely not. Never, literally never will I skydive. Um, climb Mount Everest. I, Mo, you said mountains specifically for me. It's Mount Everest. I no. I mean, it's why? Why would you do that? I don't understand it. Hard drugs. I have never done them, and I never want to do them. Mm. Um, I'm talking about the hard, hard drugs. Like if you think like the snowy stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go to Australia. I wanted to go there for so long, but everything I see coming out of that country is a giant snake, a giant spider, or a tiny deadly octopus. It's just, I'm like, how do you guys survive there? It is a wild, wild land of creatures that want to kill you. Well, everyone's just like the crocodile hunter there. We think he's like a big star. He's just your Joe next door. (laughs) There was a picture in Australia of like a a shark, like a great white and a saltwater crocodile in the same shot on the beach. No, thank you. And then um, this one is more serious. Not take risks while I'm young. Like, I wish I had done more things like study abroad or like gotten out of my comfort zone more. And I look back, I, I wish I had joined a sorority. Like, I know that's not risky, but for me, it was just sort of just depending on the sorority, <laughs> it can be a little risky. It was outside of my comfort zone, and I wish I had done those things. All right. I, th- I think those are all solid anti bucket lists. The Bird Show.